Are you at a point right now in your life where you feel stuck? And I'm talking the type of stuck where you're doing all the things, but you're never actually moving forward. Or it's starting to feel like you're doing it, you're getting momentum, but then something happens, you feel terrible, and then your dream is ever so slightly out of reach. If this is you, I have a hunch that one of the four blocks that we're going to talk about today is why you feel stuck. So I see the women that I work with get trapped into these four specific patterns and the result is always feeling more stuck. So if you are in a place right now where it feels like you're just trudging through the mud, you're trying so hard and you're reaching, you're reaching, you're reaching, but it's just not happening. Let's talk about why. Okay, so let me give you a couple examples to see if this is potentially where you're at. So let's think about if you have a dream right now that you're working towards. Maybe it's a professional dream, maybe it's personal dream, and you think about this dream and you get super, super, super pumped up. And then all of a sudden you're on this high and you're like, yeah, I'm doing it. And you start to take action and then your brain is flooded with the what ifs. Or you're thinking, oh my God, what if this doesn't work? Or you're thinking, oh God, what if I fail and everybody judges me? Oh God, this has been done before. It's too late for me. The ship has already sailed. Oh, what if I do this and then I fail and I look stupid? And then next thing you know, You're talking yourself out of taking action because you've served yourself up a massive dose of paralyzing uncertainty. And now all of a sudden you think you need more experience. You think you need a more perfect plan. You think you need to look different or be a different person to actually do the thing. Is this sounding familiar? Okay, another example that I see is let's say you start working on your dream and you have this amazing idea and you know that it's going to work and you've got to get it perfect. So you get really, really lost in the details and you're spending a lot of time making sure that every detail is 100% perfect. And you're working on, let's say you're doing a presentation that you're going to show to people and this image has to be in the exact place and this copy has to be perfect. And then you're practicing and practicing and then you're like, oh, still not good enough. So you go back to the drawing board and you refine it again. And then your idea, it needs to be, you know, adapted and evolved and now you're refining again. So you get really, really pulled into the nitty, nitty, gritty details. And then all of a sudden you're starting to feel like, okay, I feel a little bit defeated. Like I did all this work today, but it doesn't really seem like anything actually happened. I didn't really feel like I actually made progress. Well, okay, hold on. I didn't make progress because this wasn't perfect. So let me go change this and let me go perfect this. And you're never actually getting anywhere. Hi, perfectionist. I totally feel you. (laughs) Is this where you're at? (laughs) Okay, I have one last example for you. So you feel like you're going to do the thing. And then you're going to actually start taking action. You have, once again, this brilliant idea that you're working towards. And then you're thinking about all these people in your life and how they all need you. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do that thing. But hold on, I have to do this, this, and this first. And then your boss is like, okay, can you stay late? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in your head, you're like, but I was going to spend tonight working on my dream. Hold on, now I'm staying late at work. And then you get home and you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden your family's like, but mom, aren't you going to do this for me? But mom, I need you over here. But, and then your part, your husband or your partner is like, hey, um, I needed you to help me with this. And you're like, oh, okay. Now it's like nine or 10 o'clock. And you're like, but I was going to work on my dream tonight. And you're exhausted. And you open up your computer and you just start to fall asleep. And you're like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me just, I'll do this tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes. Next thing you know, your boss is like, hey, can you stay late again? (laughs) Your family's like, hey, I need you for this. And you're like, oh God, when am I ever going to work on my dream? And then you start beating yourself up because you have this thing that you want to do, but it never actually ends up happening because everyone else needs you. Everything else needs you. There's always a hundred fires with your name on it. And you're the only firefighter in the world who can put these fires out, right? Is this sounding familiar too? And now once again, you're getting more and more bitter. You're getting more and more resentful. You're just beating yourself up more because you keep deprioritizing your dream because once again, everybody needs something from you. 
Okay, if any of these patterns sound familiar, today's episode is going to be so incredibly valuable for you because I'm going to tell you why we get stuck in these patterns because there's four very specific blocks that are keeping you from confidently moving forward. You ready? Welcome to the Confidence Lounge Podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. All right, let's get into this. So I want to get you some relief today because I have so many women that I talk to that are like, oh my God, but how did I get here? How do I fix this? Like you just get in that spiral where you feel like you're doing and doing and doing, but then once again, you've never actually moved forward. So let's dive straight into these specific blocks because I want to see if one of these four things is what is keeping you stuck in the mud and unable to move forward or feeling like you're in quicksand and you're like sinking and just trying to keep your head above all of the sand that's just completely encapsulated you, right? Okay. So block number one, and we're going to talk into, just talk about the block first, and then we're going to go into the very specific things that happen when you are in the space of being blocked. So the first block where I see people get super stuck is they just don't want to feel these uncomfortable feelings that come along with growth. So fear has taken over, doubt and insecurity have taken over, and those specific feelings are keeping you from moving forward. So maybe you have a fear of being judged. You doubt if you can actually do it. You have this insecurity of like, oh my God, am I good enough if I actually put put myself out there, will it work? The second block that I see are a lot of limiting thoughts and beliefs. So your mind is filled with a lot of noise from other people or just thoughts that you have about what you're capable of or what is possible for you. And potentially it could be filled with limits that people have offered you, right? So a lot of times limits are handed to us in the form of other people's doubts, other people's fears about us or about what we want to do in our life. And they hand it to us as a way to keep us safe. So it's usually coming from a good place. But then what ends up happening is we attach to their fears and their doubts. So if somebody says like, oh God, that's very risky. Are you sure you want to do that? And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is really risky. Am I sure I want to do this? So you would have never have necessarily had that thought unless somebody served it to you, but they did. And then it validated maybe this little fear, this little voice that you had inside of you. And now their thought that they handed you has become your own and that is stopping you. So it creates a whole sea of thoughts in our mind that really stop us from actually moving forward. Block number three, is you are a people pleaser. So you are putting everyone else's needs before yours and you have no time or energy left for yourself at the end of the day because you've been so busy saying yes to everything else, to everyone else, doing what the whole world needs of you. And then you have no energy left in the tank to actually get to prioritizing your dreams. And the last block that I see is perfectionism. So you feel like you need to have everything perfect before you can actually get started. And that's costing you a lot of time, a lot of energy. You're feeling like, oh my God, I'm doing so much brain damage, but you're never actually getting anywhere. Okay, so those are the four blocks. Now let's go a little bit deeper into how these blocks actually keep us stuck. So we're going to start with uncomfortable feelings. 
So what I see when people have an aversion to feeling uncomfortable feelings or any sort of discomfort in their body, and keep in mind, a feeling is just a vibration in your body. So every feeling is going to feel different for each of us. So fear is going to feel a certain way. For a lot of people, it feels very prickly. It feels like a hot rush where it just feels like a flush where you can't catch your breath. And it's so ironic because fear and excitement actually feel so similar for so many of us. But the difference is we breathe through excitement. So that's a really easy way, a little mindset trick to help yourself get relief from fear when it does come is just keep breathing, right? Fear is a primitive emotion that was designed to keep us alive. So for a lot of us, like if we feel this fear coming on, we'll feel like the hairs on the back of our neck, like stand up or our arms will prickle up, right? We'll feel like, oh my God, there's danger looming. So fear is just a primitive emotion designed to keep us alive. So when we feel that discomfort, all of a sudden we turn into a track star and we run because we're like, no, I can't feel this. So when we have a low tolerance for these uncomfortable feelings or any sort of discomfort, this usually leads to us quitting or getting up into a place where we're really stuck and unable to move forward because these feelings have just gotten so big that they've taken us over. And then we get into a pattern of really just being over it. So we're overthinking, which is creating more feelings that we don't want to feel. We're overspending to buffer. So overspending our time, meaning staying super, super busy. We're booking ourselves so we don't have to be alone with our thoughts and feelings. We're spending money because we're in a place where we're like, okay, I just can't even deal with what's going on over here. It's so uncomfortable. So I'm going to spend money on this because it makes me feel good. Or we get into the pattern of over-consuming. So over-consuming TV, food, alcohol, drugs, sex, all the things that take us away from feeling uncomfortable. So it's much easier to go down to the fridge and eat our feelings than actually sitting in all of the discomfort that our feelings present, right? So then we get into the space where we're overworking. So that's a beautiful way to stay distracted and not actually in a place where you're having to deal with the feelings that you're feeling. So I like to think of this as like the over it cycle. So we turn into a track star as soon as the discomfort sets in and then we enter the over it cycle to where we're overthinking, overspending, overconsuming, or overworking to avoid actually feeling. And then what ends up happening on the other side of being in that cycle is we shut down and we tune out from the world versus actually tuning into ourselves and learning how to safely process the feelings that are keeping us stuck. So that's really what happens when we get into the space of feeling those uncomfortable feelings. We go into avoidance. And typically, we when we are with feelings and we've never been taught how to process our feelings, we really have one of four ways that we deal with our feelings, right? Either we actually feel them, which is what most of us <laughs> avoid doing at all costs. So we avoid them. We react to them, which means you feel that uh, discomfort come into your body and then you like blow up and you have like an anger fit and you don't know why it's happening. Or we just get into a place where we distract ourselves from it altogether. So we resist, we distract, we react, or we actually feel it. So Typically, most of us aren't spending a lot of time sitting in these uncomfortable feelings. This is what I do a lot of work on inside the CAN program is I teach you actually how to create a feel-safe plan so you know how to deal with these emotions when they come up so they don't actually stop you. Okay, so let's talk about limiting thoughts. So when we get into the pattern of being blocked by limiting thoughts, what ends up happening is we create, and this is unintentional for most of us, but we create a self-imposed glass ceiling. So you are, and if you're not familiar with the term glass ceiling, that's basically a limit that you have put that only gets you to a certain place, right? So you're only going to get as far as you believe that you can go. So if your belief in what you want to do is rooted in in impossibility, your brain is going to see that what you want is as you're Oh God, I'm getting excited. Do you guys hear me do this on the podcast all the time? I get like so into what I'm saying. I wish you could see me right now because I'm like big arm gestures. I'm like, because ah, I just want to get you guys this information so bad. So I get really excited. Then I start stuttering or, you know, chewing on my words and I can't get them out. Okay. So your brain is <laughs> seeing what you want as impossible. <laughs> 
So you're going to give up and move on to the next thing. So how that looks is like, I would love to do this and I wish I could do this, but I don't know if I could ever do that. Or I don't think I could do that. That's for somebody else. I wish I could do that though. So you're actually never giving yourself a chance because you're living in the I can't mindset. So when you believe you can't, you won't. Confidence is as confidence does. So confidence is going to generate or action is going to generate confidence. So if you're not believing that you are in a space where what you want is even possible, this is essentially committing to failure ahead of time, right? And what this is going to do is create a really negative mindset rooted in doubt. So we all have this greatest hits album of crappy thoughts that play on repeat in our mind every single day. And for a lot of us, this greatest hits album is what's talking you out of taking your first step towards getting where you want to go. So it's just keeping you stuck. It's reinforcing all of these beliefs that are limiting you. It's reinforcing that you're not the type of person that could ever do this. Oh, you don't have the time and money. Well, if you want it bad enough, you're always going to create the time and money. And if you want it bad enough, you're going to learn how to become the person that does the thing that you want to do. So I want you to know that the thoughts that you have in your brain, those can all be reprogrammed. This is once again, another thing that I do inside of the CAN program. And we do this week one because I can't have you spending any more time living in the space of impossibility, right? We've got to shift you into seeing that what you want is actually possible. And then we figure out how to get you there. And that all starts with creating a a secure mindset that is rooted in possibility versus a limited mindset that is fixed and rooted in impossibility. Okay, so the next cycle and the limits that we have in place and the the reasons why we are stuck and unable to move forward is because we are engaging in people-pleasing and perfectionism. And I'm going to spend a little bit more time on these two because these two really go hand in hand. So I'm going to talk about these together. I also have a very intimate relationship with these two things because this is where I've spent most of my life living. I like to identify now as a recovering perfectionist and a recovering people-pleaser because I've done so much work to get myself out of these cycles because this was a level 10 problem in my life that I had to spend a lot of time and money solving because it was keeping me from getting where I wanted to go in a very big way. So let's talk about people pleasing and perfectionism together for a second. So when we look at the two, people pleasing is essentially a type of perfectionism that is socially prescribed. So the other is self-oriented. So socially prescribed perfectionism is when you are trying to live up to other people's expectations of you. Self-oriented perfectionism is when you're trying to live up to your own expectations for yourself. So now let me talk about these things independently. So when we are growing up, people have expectations for us. So your parents might have said, you need to go to this school, get this degree, do this job, marry this person, live in this area. And that created a whole operating system to where you felt you needed to follow this plan that they had for you that, you know, in order to live up to their standards or society standards for you, right? You have to follow the American dream and get the house with the white picket fence. Like, so a lot of us have this subconscious plan unfolding in our minds. We don't even realize that it's happening and it's creating this feeling of, oh, I need to do this to get here. And you're still not feeling good enough. So you're doing all these other things because you're trying to live up to this expectation that was set for you. So that's what it's like when it's socially prescribed. So that could have come from your parents. It could have come from society. It could have come from movies, from marketing that you've seen. You need to be here, have this thing, right? Then the other is where we have a self-prescribed way of actually living up to our own expectations for ourselves. So maybe you adopted these expectations from your parents and they became your own. Maybe 
you're going through a conflict where you have a whole set of expectations for yourself that are different from what your parents wanted you to do. And you're having an inner conflict because you really want to follow your own dreams, but you are worried about letting your parents down. So you're living a life that might not be authentic to what you actually want to do with your life and how you want to spend your time. Or we've gotten to a place where you have set the highest expectations for yourself. And you know, you set out with the best intentions to do that. So many of us do, but you're never actually able to achieve it because either you're always elevated the expectations and moving that finish line. So it's once again, creating this feeling that you can never actually get where you want to go because you're never good enough. So you've got to work harder, try harder, spend more time, you know, double down on whatever it is that you're going to do. And we're always moving the finish line. So it feels like you can never actually live up to your own expectations. So that's where I see people staying late at work, constantly trying to prove themselves, giving more, 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 hustling so hard. And then they're burned out at the end of the day because they can't at the core of it all live up to their own expectations that they've set for themselves. And a lot of us don't even realize that we're doing this once again. We don't realize that we're living up to or trying to live up to society's expectations. We don't realize that we've set our own expectations for ourselves so high. And then we wonder why at the end of the day, we're killing ourselves in that cycle of being over it that I mentioned just a second ago, where we're overworking, overthinking, overcommitting, you know, just keeping ourselves so busy and then overconsuming, overspending, right? Because we have just set everything, the bar so high for ourselves that it's almost impossible to ever get there. So when we are in this space, I want to talk a little bit about people pleasing for a second, because when we are people pleasing, it's always going to feel really good in the moment. And this momentary comfort is always going to lead to lifelong discomfort. So the way that I like to explain people pleasing is in the moment, it's going to be something where you're like, oh, this is like scratching an itch. It feels so good. It delivers instant satisfaction because it makes the discomfort go away the second that you indulge in it. So let's say your boss asks you to stay late at work. You, everything in you is like, no, I want to go home. I have like other stuff that I need to work on because I don't want to stay at this crappy job forever. But then you smile and you be the good girl and you're like, of course, absolutely, anything you want. And then on the inside, you're like, Ugh, and then the resentment starts to form and you're sitting there, you know, for the extra two hours working on your work with steam coming out of your ears and you're like, F this place. I can't wait to get out of here. And then you, it's like this pattern just continues for so many of us. And we get into the space of telling people what they want to hear in the moment because we want them to feel good with how we respond, right? So the more that we feel in control by telling people what they want to hear, we think that this actually gives us control over how people think and feel about us, but that's not how it works. So when we are people pleasing, At the core of this, like when we actually look at the definition of people pleasing, this is really a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. So you're sacrificing your own desires to please the person in front of you right? So now let's bring perfectionism into this because once again, the two are a lot of times related for so many of us. So perfectionism at the core is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. But here's the problem with that is most of us have zero clue what our standard for, per- for, for perfection is or where it came from. We don't know what perfect actually looks like for us. We're just chasing this dream or chasing these expectations or these standards that somebody set for us. But this is, you know, where I see so many people get wrong and I actually, or get it wrong is, and I actually created a whole entire exercise inside the CAN program. Sorry, I'm getting excited again. I'm like, oh, once again, throw my arms up in the air because I just can't see people live in this space anymore. Cause I know I used to do this too. And it was such a painful way to live, but I created this whole entire exercise 
exercise inside the CAN program because for so many of us who identify as perfectionists, we don't even know where the end line is. We don't have like an idea of what that goal is where somebody's holding the, a checkered flag at the end of the line saying, hey, you've reached perfection. You're good. You can no longer strive for perfection now because you're here. We don't know what that actually looks like. So I have this whole exercise dedicated to getting you crystal clear on what perfection is for you. Because the reality is, how can you ever achieve perfection when you aren't clear on what perfection is? And that's where I see so many of us get in trouble, right? We're moving the target where it's like, okay, I felt perfect, but now got to lose more weight. Oh, felt perfect. Got to make more money. You know, it's like we're always moving that finish line. And then once again, no wonder why we don't feel good enough at the core of it all. So when we get into this space, a lot of things start to happen right? So you're never going to have control over how people think of you. But for so many of us, we think that if we can control our, you know, control the narrative of how people think about us through perfectionism and through people pleasing, that this guarantees a life of acceptance and a life of not being in a place where people are going to judge us or people are going to just see us as perfect. But we can't control what other people think about us. So you can spend your whole entire life telling everybody yes and feeling resentful at the end of the day and spending all this time trying to be perfect. And people still aren't going to like you. People still aren't going to accept you. People are still going to have judgments about the way that you do things. So when you live in this mindset where your desire is to please others versus pleasing yourself first, this will always result in a dislike for yourself. And you will always get into a space where you're thinking that you need to protect yourself via perfectionism. So you'll think to yourself, well, if I get it perfect, I can never fail. But no, you're never actually going to get off the finish line because you're going to be so deeply committed to making sure every single thing that you do is perfect. You're never actually going to get anywhere. So this is how we end up blocking our ourselves and getting stuck. So people pleasing is a much easier life if you're looking for that short-term relief. But once again, it's always going to end up being toxic for you in the long run. It's going to empower you and the same thing with perf- perfectionism to live an inauthentic life that will result of you result in you being a version of yourself that isn't the real you. And that's always going to result in you feeling off, right? Because you're never going to actually be showing up as the real you. You're always going to be showing up as this version of you who you think the world wants to see. And this version of you isn't actually the real you. So that's a problem, right? This is another reason why so many of us get into this place where we want to do this certain thing, but we think we need to be somebody else than who we, than other than who we are to achieve success doing this other thing. So I used to live in this space. I used to really have a lot of thoughts about people pleasing. And I really used to think that it was a selfless act that would guarantee that people will like me. But I was really using people pleasing to escape the real me. And like I said, I know the spiral on such an intimate level because this used to be my daily reality. So I want to talk about a couple ways that people pleasing and perfectionism really held me back. So first and foremost, people pleasing actually fed my perfectionism. So it was like a vicious cycle where one was feeding the other and I felt like I was just on the hamster wheel going a thousand miles an hour and I could never actually get off of it. But it was so uncomfortable and I didn't know why I was feeling so uncomfortable all the time. And what's ironic is while I was on this hamster wheel, guess what I was doing? I was generating all of those uncomfortable feelings and limiting beliefs that (laughs) that were keeping me stuck. So I was just living in this wheel. I was creating all 
all four blocks that I listed earlier that keep us stuck. So while I was on this wheel, I also did some interesting things. And I'm curious to see for all my other people pleasers and perfectionists out there, are you doing this too? So when I was engaging in really severe people pleasing and perfectionism, I was avoiding hard conversations at all costs. So I was really filtering my truth. I was making sure whatever I said did not make you feel uncomfortable. I was making sure that if I had to really be precise about how I worded things, so you didn't judge how I worded things or misunderstand how I said things. So I would, you know, say things that I didn't mean because I feared how the other person perceived it. I would say yes to things that made me miserable because I feared the repercussions of what happened when I said no. I would hide my truth at all costs and I did whatever it took to be liked and accepted. So I kind of became this chameleon to where if people, whoever was standing in front of me would say like, oh, Elise, could you do this? Do you like this? I'm like, yeah, of course, because I wanted to be so, you know, at the core of it all, I, I deeply, deeply wanted to be liked. And then what I would end up doing too is I would take on the world, right? So people would be like, oh, I love Elise. She never says no. And I was taking on more and more and more to prove my worth. And then I was killing myself in the process, right? So I showed up to this world as who this world wanted me to be versus stepping into who I truly was. And this really created an inner conflict because I was very resentful that I had to be this person to fit into this box. And that if I actually did show up as myself, I would get criticized and people would be like, oh, you're too much. Oh, you're too loud. Oh, you have too many strong opinions. So I would just hide those parts of myself and I would just smile and I would be the good girl because that's what society conditioned me to be. And I would just please my way through life and say yes to everything. And I would show up on the weekends. People are like, oh, can you help me move? Sure. Oh, can you help me with this? Absolutely. And then inside, I'm like, I don't want to effing do this, right? Like, so there was a lot of inner conflict happening at all times. So when we dive a level deeper into what people pleasing actually is, this for so many of us, we're taught as women that this is how we should be, right? We need to be selfless and that you need to say yes to things because you don't want to disappoint somebody and you don't want to let somebody down. But at the core of it all, it's actually not a selfless act, People pleasing is actually a selfish act because we're trying to control someone else's reaction towards how we're behaving, right? So if we behave in a certain way, that's going to control how you act or how you see and think about us, right? So people pleasing is more about the desire to be in control than it is to please other people. And where I see a lot of us, you know, get in trouble is we are lying to ourselves in order to manipulate other people into liking us or not being mad at us. So people pleasing is an amazing way to stay small stifled and unhappy and unfulfilled. And I know this is where I spent many, many years of my life. So if you're in that space right now and you're listening and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) this is me. I have all the uncomfortable feelings. I have all the limiting thoughts. I'm people pleasing. I'm perfecting. Oh my God, what do I do? I want to ask you a couple questions. So when we think about uncomfortable feelings, what are the feelings that actually stop you? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it insecurity? I know for me, I never wanted to feel embarrassed. I never wanted to feel disappointment. I never wanted to feel failure. So those were some major feelings that stopped me. So what are the feelings that stop you? I want you just to think about this for a second. And how do those feelings actually feel in your body? So what I see for a lot of us, especially people that are in a place of avoiding feeling their feelings, is we have this idea of how the feeling is going to feel because we felt it once in our life and it felt absolutely terrible. So what our brain does is protects us from ever feeling feeling that way again, because our brain just wants to feel pleasure. Our brain wants us to feel safe. Our brain wants us to feel comfortable. So it'll do anything it can to avoid you from ever feeling that way again. So let's say you went through a really bad breakup, right? Your brain's like, oh, okay, 
we can't ever do that again because that was really painful. So it'll protect you and maybe it will hold you back from getting into relationships. Or let's say you got fired and that just felt terrible. Your brain's going to be like, okay, I have to do everything I can to make sure I never get fired again because that was awful and everybody judged me and I felt so stupid and that was terrible, right? So we'll go into these patterns that end up blocking ourselves long term because we're trying to keep ourselves safe from feeling those feelings again. So I want you to think about if you were in a space where you felt a very uncomfortable emotion, let's use fear as an example, how did that actually feel in your body? Because once you kind of understand, okay, I'm feeling this emotion, it's going to feel like this, then you can just see, oh, I'm just going into that. It doesn't feel like the same threat. Our brain's like, oh, I know what fear feels like. I can get through that. And typically for a lot of us, once you've had practice processing your emotions, you can process this emotion in 90 seconds or less. But for a lot of us, we get trapped in this belief that, oh God, if I feel fear, if I feel anger, if I feel disappointment, I'm just going to feel that way forever. No, that's not how it works. So I need you to know you're never going to feel one way forever. That's not how we are as humans. We're designed as human beings to feel any emotion. So you are designed to feel the uncomfortable stuff too. I know a lot of us only want to feel happy and we want to feel joy. We want to feel confident. We want to feel pleasure, right? But you are equally as capable of feeling the hard stuff as you are as you as capable as you are feeling the good stuff. So what feelings are stopping you? Now, I want to ask you, what thoughts or beliefs are stopping you? Do you believe that you can't? Do you believe that you're not good enough? Do you believe that you're not worthy? Do you believe you don't deserve it? Like, what are the feelings or the thoughts that are actually stopping you? And when you think those thoughts, how do you feel? right? Because I'm sure you probably feel terrible if you were thinking any of those thoughts that I just listed. So I want you to get clear on yourself because those two questions are going to reveal more blocks that are keeping you stuck. And now let's look at people pleasing and perfectionism. So who are you still trying to please and why? And who are you still trying to be perfect for and why? Is it your parents? Is it an old boss? Is it an ex-boyfriend that you're still trying to prove, oh, I was good enough, right? Is it a friend? Is it a family member who always puts you down and criticizes you and tells you that you should be doing better? Is it yourself? Because I find at the core of it all, it's really ourselves, right? So a lot of us have this really deep fear that we're never going to live up to our true potential. That's very common for the women that I work with. And then the you know surface level, level thought that is keeping us stuck is we're not good enough. So that not enoughness monster, please go listen to that episode on the podcast if you have not listened to that it's it's a whole, it's like an hour long. Uh, that could be a masterclass on how to actually feel good enough, but it's talking about why you don't feel good enough, right? So I find for a lot of us, that's like a surface level belief that we have and it shows up in every area of our life, right? So we don't think we're good enough uh, at work. We don't think we're a good enough parent, good enough partner, good enough friend, good enough daughter, whatever. Like it shows up literally everywhere. We don't look good enough. We don't feel good enough. So what ends up happening is in every area of our life, we're spinning out. So we don't want you in that place where at the core of it all, you don't feel good enough. So you're still trying to prove yourself and you're still trying to be perfect because if you're perfect, then you'll actually be good enough. And if you say yes to all the people, then you'll actually be good enough. No, it doesn't work that way. We've got to work on our enoughness first and our belief in our enoughness first before you can ever actually feel good enough. Those actions are never actually going to get you to the place of feeling good enough because once again, for so many of us, we're, t- we're moving the finish line of perfection and enoughness. So you never actually get there, right? So I want to bring all of this back to our girl Lizzo for a second because we have our LLC training that is coming up on July 1st. P.S. Have you registered for the LLC experience yet? If not, this is happening on 7-1 at 10 a.m. Pacific time. This is a 90-minute live experience that I'm going to be walking you through. It is totally free. You can secure your spot now by tapping the link in the show notes. And this was all inspired by Lizzo because I think about confident women. She is one of the first women that comes to mind. I really think that her 
unapologetic vibe for who she is, her, you know, desire to not go into being the person that people pleases, to be so, you know, in a place where she is loving herself unconditionally, to see her, her vulnerability as strength is such an inspiring a blueprint for so many of us as women. So she's unapologetically herself. She's confident AF. She loves herself unconditionally. She is tapping into all of those hard emotions and using those as strength. She does not subscribe to people pleasing and perfectionism. So basically what I've created for you on 7-1 is a whole entire blueprint on how to feel that way about yourself. So if you want to feel this way, you want to feel like, oh my God, I get to be safe to be me. I'm going to be so confident. I'm going to love myself unconditionally. I'm going to learn how to feel those feelings that are blocking me from moving forward. And I'm going to stop subscribing to people pleasing and perfectionism. This is the most valuable experience that you can ever put yourself in. So once again, this is totally free. You can secure your spot now by tapping the link in the show notes. So I want to once again, bring this back to Lizzo for a second because we love her for those things. But imagine if she let discomfort stop her. Imagine if she let all those limiting thoughts and beliefs stop her. Imagine if she had not learned how to use her vulnerability as strength. She said, I finally realized that owning up to your vulnerabilities is a form of strength. So many of us are conditioned as women to see vulnerability as weakness. It requires courage to be vulnerable, to take off your mask and share your truth with this world, to let people see the real you. That takes courage. That is not a weakness. That is brave. Imagine if Lizzo was in a space where she had told, you know, like watered herself down to be who this world wanted her to be. She thought she needed to lose weight. She thought she needed to wear different things. She thought she needed to be less bold. She thought she needed to speak in a certain way. Imagine if she had watered herself down to fit into this mold that this world wanted to fit her in, right? So imagine if she was still also hiding from the fear of standing on stages for, you know, for, I mean, how many thousands of people go see her at her concerts? Imagine if she was not fusing vulnerability and her real truth into her songs that we all listen and resonate with and feel so empowered listening to, right? So once again, we as humans are designed to feel any emotion, but most of us lack this skill. So we hide from the hard stuff. We don't put our Lizzo cap on. We're not leaning into vulnerability as strength. We avoid vulnerability like the plague. We don't show this world who our truth. We don't show this world who we truly are because what if the world doesn't like who we truly are? So we don't show our truth. We shrink down to fit inside these boxes or we filter ourselves to make sure that people accept us and to make sure that we aren't judged or disliked. And now what this world sees of us is this watered down version who is deeply committed to controlling the narrative and really trapped in this spiral of people pleasing and perfectionism. And this life will always lead to never feeling good enough, hiding your insecurities because you think talking about your insecurities will make you look weak and you'll be so deeply committed to making sure everything in your life looks perfect. So imagine if our girl Lizzo was still living a life of people pleasing and trying to be perfect. Instead, she created a reality where she does not let people's thoughts about her stop her. So she said a quote that I thought was so powerful. She said, your criticism has no effect on me. Negative criticism has no stake in my life, no control over my life or over my emotions. Imagine if that's the words that you used in your mind to navigate how you showed up in this life. So many of us get one piece of negative feedback or one piece of criticism, and we make it mean terrible things about ourselves as a person. So this is when our insecurity level shoots to a thousand, or we get into a space where it's like, oh God, I should just quit, right? And we feel like we need to hide. So think about if Lizzo 
let every single negative comment about who she was, how she looked, how she sings, what she wears, how she speaks. Imagine if she let all of the negative feedback that she gets stop her. She would never leave her house if she sat on social media and read all those comments all day because people have a lot of negative things to say about her. They say that she's too much, that she should not be behaving this way, she's unhealthy, that she's setting a bad example. Really, like, uh, oh God, I just can't. But she built her inner strength so strong to withstand all of the criticism that this world has to offer. And that is my hope and dream for you too. I want you to feel the most unshakable inner strength. So there, there's never a time where you actually fall apart when people have something negative to say about you. That these are the moments that you keep it together and double down on your enoughness and really double down on your belief that you don't need to change anything about yourself because at the core, you love yourself and you believe in yourself and you trust yourself to get where you want to go and you feel safe to be who you are no matter what this world thinks of you. When you think this way about yourself, that's when the people-pleasing and perfectionism ends. That's when you stop seeking other people's praise and validation to feel good enough or validation that your dream or ideas are worthy of being brought to life. That's when you stop being trained to see that external praise that so many of us have come to rely on, right? We're trained to think, oh, I need you to tell me I'm good enough. I need you to tell me I'm pretty. I need you to tell me that this is okay, right? That's when you stop all of that crap and you start living a life where you are no longer seeking someone's approval and you feel secure sitting in the discomfort that comes along when you don't indulge in people pleasing and when you put yourself first and you learn how to say no with love. So discomfort is the currency to your success. And the more comfortable that you get with discomfort, the more successful that you are going to be. And when you feel the desire to people please, you'll feel secure pausing and asking yourself, what do I need to put myself first right now and not indulge in this people pleasing, right? You don't want to scratch that itch every single time because then that just pattern, that pattern of people pleasing continues, right? We want to keep responsibility where it belongs because remember, you cannot control the, what other people think about you and via people-pleasing, right? They're still going to judge you. They're still going to have thoughts about you. So when you lead with your true acceptance for yourself, that love, that truth, those are the perfect partners to help you feel secure to be who you are because that truth and all of that self-love is what's going to be the thing that gets you through the day and disempower any shame, any guilt, any resentment, any desire to people-please and feel like you need to be perfect. So I want you to think about What needs to happen right now to get yourself into a space where you feel secure moving through these four blocks, the limiting thoughts, the uncomfortable emotions, the people pleasing, the perfectionism, because if you don't, what's going to happen is we're going to be sitting here a year from now. You're still going to be in the same spiral with the same challenges, the same feelings, the same problems in a life where you're feeling unfulfilled and unhappy. So I love another thing that Lizzo said. She said, they thought they were complimenting me by saying I was unapologetic. And I'm like, What do I have to apologize for? So you don't need to apologize for who you are and what you want in your life. You don't need to hide your unique magic. You don't need to protect yourself under layers of perfectionism. And you don't need to people please your way through life as a guarantee of being accepted. Okay, so your growth opportunity right now in this moment is to learn how to remove these four blocks that are keeping you stuck. And on 7-1, during the Form Your LLC Live Experience, LLC stands for Lizzo Level Confidence, that is exactly what we are going to be doing. So we are going to dedicate 90 minutes to working on you. And we are going to focus on two steps. We're going to turn down the noise in your head of all these other people who are telling you that it's impossible, all of your limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. And we're going to dial up the Lizzo Level Confidence to get you into a space where you are taking action toward 
towards making your dreams your reality and becoming the woman who says, who who really does what she says she's going to do, right? I find for so many of us, a big source of insecurity is saying like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I'm not doing it. And then you beat yourself up. And once again, that's elevating your insecurity and fueling your doubt and your dreams. We don't want to do that, right? So we're going to be focusing on four very specific steps to get you there. I'm going to introduce you to my signature confidence trifecta. So this is going to be a really beautiful confidence evaluation that is going to reveal all of your confidence building opportunities in real time. This is something I teach inside the CAN program and my clients love this because they're like, oh, okay, that's all I need to do. Perfect. And it's a very easy way to see exactly where your growth opportunities live. Then I'm going to be leading you through a signature discovery exercise where you're going to get crystal clear and super secure on where you want to go and determine who you need to be to actually get there, to be the woman who gets everything in her life that she's ever wanted. Then we're going to focus on block removal. So we're going to remove these blocks that are keeping you stuck from taking action. So we're going to remove your thought box. We're going to remove your feeling box and we're going to remove your people blocks. (laughs) So I have three very specific exercises that are going to help you remove all of these blocks in real time. And then we're going to move on to step four, which is actually getting you into action. So I'm going to introduce you to another signature formula that I use with all of my clients inside the CAN program called the DIVA formula. So DIVA stands for define, visualize, and action. And this is going to help you to refine your vision. And then we're going to create what I call your CAN plan. So CAN stands for confident action now that is going to help you take your first step in getting where you want to go. So this is going to be such a beautiful way to get you into a space where you feel super clear and secure on who you are, where you want to go next in life. We're going to boost your self-love and build your confidence to become the woman who gets to where she wants to go. We're going to turn all the volume down on the voices that are keeping you from taking action. And we're going to figure out the first step that you need to take towards making your dreams reality. So no more hiding behind perfection. No more indulging in people pleasing. No more empowering your limiting beliefs and building that glass ceiling that's keeping you stuck. We're going to shatter that bitch. No more avoiding the hard stuff. We're going to create your feel safe plan. So the result of this 90 minutes together is you're going to double your confidence in 30 days or less guaranteed. If you do exactly what I tell you to do, this is guaranteed because this Lizzo level confidence is going to get you where you want to go faster. So you're going to become the woman who finally does the thing that she says she's going to do fueled by this beautiful Lizzo level confidence. You're going to be able to boss up and change your life, right? I have all of her song lyrics stuck in my head because I've been listening to all of her songs on replay. You're going to become the woman that has it all without sacrifice. And you're going to become the woman who has nothing standing in her way of where she wants to go because we're going to remove those blocks in real time. So I encourage you to join us on July 1st at 10 a.m. You can tap the link in the show notes to join us right now. This is 100% free. This is going to be such a fun morning to just help you get where you want to go that much faster. All right. I want to see you at the Lizzo Level Experience. It is going to be such an incredible morning. Bring all of your friends with you. It's going to be one big confidence building party. I'm truly in this space where I'm seeing this as the biggest confidence building event of this year. So let's get to work on you. So register now by tapping the link in the show notes and we will be back with more confidence building opportunities later this week. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. 
And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever make in yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.